0: Welcome to That's the Word Wholesome Tales for the Whole Family. I'm Father James Yamauchi. Today's story Criminal Intervention. The girl could not believe what she was reading. She had just discovered that her brother was a criminal. And she was the only one who knew he was guilty. She was in her brother's room. When she got back from class, he was not at home. So she decided to wait for him. In the meantime, idly paging through books on the table. She picked up one book and uncovered the damning evidence she could only stare reviewing it over and over again. For the briefest moment her mind feebly attempted to tell her that this was all a coincidence a big uncanny unfortunate horrible coincidence. But she knew, she knew it was true. He did it. Why, oh why did he do it? She had read about the crime earlier in the day. At that time, she felt the rush one feels for romantic crimes when someone stands up to the man and gets away with it. She eagerly gobbled up every detail, reveling in its audacity. All those feelings were gone as she sat alone in her brother's room. Amid the damning evidence, her heart was overwhelmed with sheer terror even when she initially read about the crime, something had aroused her suspicions. Some of the details sounded very familiar. Allusions her brother had made in the past, passing comments that eerily resembled the details of the crime. Thinking back, he had talked about acquiring equipment of questionable utility. Earlier, she had suppressed these suspicions, but now, reviewing the evidence, they were irrefutable. Fear and adrenaline coursed through her veins. How could he do this? He had a great life ahead of him, He was so smart and talented, he would have the world at his feet. Yet, he had to turn to crime. Had he forgotten the much tamer crimes their father committed, and how the family was still suffering from the fallout? Could he still be saved from punishment? No. It was hopeless. Once the authorities pinned the crime on him, nothing could save him. Her brother had taken a leap to his own destruction, and he was now past any thought of rescue. What was she supposed to do now? His fate was sealed. But should she, could she, just abandon him? She thought back to her first elation at the news of the crime. Deep down, she agreed with what he did. She wanted to stand up to the man as much as her brother did. She could not let him do this alone. Accounts conflict about what happened when the girl's brother got home, but she did join his crew. Their crime spree was cut short when a rash move exposed them to the authorities. They and their associates were arrested, tried, and convicted. Several of them, including the girl and her brother, were executed. The lives of these university students were cut short, but they are still remembered today for the leaflets they illegally wrote, printed, and distributed opposing the regime of the Nazi party under Adolf Hitler, a group which included siblings Hans and Sophie Scholl, the White Rose. And for
1: this week, that's the word. We want to thank Mary Beth for suggesting the idea for the story. And if you have ideas for stories, please pass them along to us. And there's a lot of information about Sophie Scholl. You can find it in books,
0: but also there's a film called Sophie Scholl, The Final Days. It's a 2005 German film. It was actually nominated for an Academy Award for Best Foreign Language Film. So Sophie Scholl, The Final Days, that's a source to
1: get more information about this incredibly heroic young woman. So just giving a little bit of context to the story we just told, the crime that specifically we're talking about that Sophie was aware of and knew Hans had committed was the printing of the first pamphlet. The White Rose printed a total of six pamphlets while they were operational. And this first pamphlet, she'd gotten a hold of because it was being passed around at the University of Munich where she was a student along with her brother Hans. She read the pamphlet And she thought that some of the turns of phrase sounded similar to things that Hans would say. When she got back to his room, I guess she was going there to hang out with him. He wasn't there. So she waited for him and she came across an open book that had a sentence underlined. And she recognized that from the pamphlet, that it was either verbatim or almost verbatim quoted in the pamphlet. And that's how she knew for certain that. Hans was involved. He had also mentioned before about getting a duke machine, talking with his friends, but she wasn't part of the conversation and kind of ignored what was being said.
0: It's interesting. I was just thinking, did Hans not disclose this information to Sophie, his involvement, because he wasn't sure where she stood? Or was it more to protect her? Obviously, he was engaging in illegal activity, And so he wanted to make sure that she wouldn't be involved. So if he were to be caught,
1: uh, she could be disassociated from him. Well, according to her sister Inga Scholl, who wrote a book on this later on, Sophie asked him when he got back to the room, whether he knew where the flyers had come from, the pamphlets. He responded, these days, it's best not to know about certain things so as not to endanger the lives of others. And so clearly then he was trying to protect her. If you enjoy That's the Word, please share the word. You can see the story extras for this story, criminal intervention at thunderrock.org, where you can also see pictures of Hans, Sophie, and the friends that they work together with in the right rows. Thunderrock.org is also where you can sign up for our weekly newsletter. And where you can find our email and social links if you want to give feedback or story ideas like Mary Beth did. Thanks for listening and join us next Wednesday for another wholesome
0: tale for the whole family.